0: You are Locked On Browns, your daily Cleveland Browns podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends, your daily delivery of all things dog pound, LGB on the LOB, Locked On Browns, brought to you by the Locked On Podcast Network. We appreciate everybody for making Lockdown Browns your first listen day in, day out. Whatever podcast platform you use, always available, always free. We will be there on the daily. Victory Monday on Lockdown Browns. Your host, Jeff Lloyd, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Show itself at Lockdown Browns. You guys know how to roll pre and post. Mr. Pete Smith, who was in the house today, so we're going to have some real fun with this. Pete's riding a two-game winning streak at Browns games this year. So we're going to get to all of that. Um, but first things first, look, this team needed to whatever catchphrase you like, circle the wagons, rally the troops, gather in the bunker. This team needed to prove today that the decision this front office made in regards to, I guess we'll just call them number 13 that it was the right decision. And the, one of the biggest things is, and we've tried to tell you this a little bit over the last few weeks before this even boiled to a head, is there are certainly a number, numerous players on this Browns roster who NFL-wise are just as talented, more talented, equal of the praise than that former player. And this is what this team needed to do today. They needed to prove today to the front office of the coaching staff that we can get above this, we can get past this, we can move on from this. And they did it. And it started a little slow with and Denzel Ward certainly bailed them out early, um, where they were on the wrong end of the Bengals offense, just churning out yards, not necessarily scoring, but churning out yards. And now you sit here, you're five and four. You're even, Steven, with the Bengals. Some breaks went your way in the AFC today. We'll see how the rest of this weekend plays out, you know, Sunday Night Football, Monday Night Football. But, Pete, this team needed to come out today and show that they, you know, can gather as one. Not only did they show that, they put down a team, and even though they looked rough last week against the New York Jets, this team didn't get much going today in the Cincinnati Bengals, and we're going to get to you know what our thoughts were on what they drafted last year. We'll get to that in due time, but Pete, this was absolutely needed, and if you wanted to draw up the perfect recipe, the perfect plate that you could serve this Browns franchise, this is exactly what they got today
0: uh sure, I mean, the Browns showcased if nothing else that when they don't have issues with execution, they're really, really talented. And that was ultimately the big difference in this game. The Bruns are just simply more talented than the Cincinnati Bengals and they flexed it often. Uh, and they had a number of mental mistakes in terms of penalties and stuff, but in terms of just execution uh, across the board, they were pretty sound and that allowed them to, to, to make, uh, to make a number of big plays and, and come away with a, a significant, uh margin of victory and to sort to get them back to five and four and feeling pretty good as they get ready to head off to
1: road game again in New England. Pete Baker Mayfield, I, I think the the clearness, the you know cohesiveness, it just seemed like he was in his zone today. And I go back to 2019 and I forget what game it was. I remember there was a, you know, a rushing touchdown from about eight yards at Baker Mayfield was mic'd up. And literally went up to Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham Jr. Oh, boys, it's all right. We're going to get it. We're going to get it going. And I think there were times where this team was weirdly wired to the fact that, you know, if it wasn't Odell who scored a touchdown, like they had almost not apologized for it. And this team is uber talented. Um, You saw today with Donovan Peoples-Jones and the big one. And I think this was the biggest thing today. Because at the time, it was like, it was a moment. It was a take a shot moment. There was no way around it. Baker took his read, play action, Donovan Peoples Jones hit him 60 yards for a touchdown. Um, you had your other moments late in the game with David Njoku, and another moment late in the game with, again, with Donovan Peoples Jones, where he took a big, big hit. But I think the thing was, is, and what you took away from this is, There's more to it, and it's more about what the future is of a David Njoku, what the future is of a Donovan Peoples-Jones, what the future could be of an Anthony Schwartz, a Dimitri Felton. You know what you have in Nick Chubb, who was freaking outstanding today. Pete, it was all about these current relationships that could bud into great relationships years and years down the line, as opposed to losing a relationship that was never working for these Browns and it was never working. Harrison Bryant, another guy, I'm sorry. I, I, if I forgot to mention him, but there are so many guys here that the potential is there to be really, really good players. It was time to move on from a relationship that didn't work. And basically was based on a lot of thoughts and premises of something that was three, four, five years old.
0: Yeah, I think, um I think, you're seeing what this team's gonna look like, certainly they want to add to it and uh continue to improve, but they um it felt less forced. I don't think anyone on this team really tried to to make that hero play, which has been so uh common throughout the early part of the season, and it just sort of flowed naturally and kept going now there's certainly opportunities they wish they could have taken advantage of on both sides of the ball, but overall. It felt more like a situation where it so often did in the past where um, there's always this sense that there's another one coming, whereas so often in this year, in the Steelers game in particular, it felt like uh, you're struggling to get things going, so when you don't make uh, a big play, there's so much more pressure on it. Um, The the Browns didn't have uh, a lot of situations where they were sort of um struggling with anything other than maybe some red zone issues. So I think that helps quite a bit. That it doesn't feel like they're trying too hard. But overall, um I think this is about just getting back to the that natural flow and taking what's what's there. And obviously because they do have a talent advantage against the Bengals, that it's certainly easier to do. But uh both sides of the ball, I think the DBs played very comfortably for the most part, they let the game come to the them. So they made plays that were sort of more natural as opposed to trying to jump stuff or gamble or anything like that. Offensively um, they weren't forcing reads. They weren't um, there weren't situations where, where Baker Mayfield was holding onto the ball too long for no seemingly no apparent reason or trying to, to make some hero play. It's just either it was there or wasn't. And they moved the ball effectively that way. And the, and the shoe was on the other foot because the Bengals did a lot of the things that the Browns, had been doing, and that ultimately put them in a big hole.
1: Pete, this offensive line, and, you know, they've been with, you know, they've been missing pieces here and there. And, you know, a couple of penalties here and there today, whatever, that is fine. But, I mean, you you see Wyatt Teller, and Wyatt Teller, and, and it's weird to say this, that a guard would maybe carry so much more value than a wide receiver, but it's such a key to what they do and the running game, and Nick Chubb with the 70-yarder, too. And just – it was basically – it literally looked like a kid running around his backyard avoiding the leaf, leaf piles in late fall. And that's how good it is, and it's not a knock on Nick. I mean, to get every advantage of this. But, you know, again, just clearing out the noise and realizing that there are so many good players on the offensive side of the ball – that maybe when you can just narrow it down just a little bit and Nick was, I mean, and there were a couple of runs and there was the one, you know, later in the second half where it was kind of like, Oh, maybe I'll duck back in, maybe I'll go straight ahead. Maybe I'm going to duck back out and just basically sitting there almost kind of playing like left and right with the joystick waiting for that hole to open. And then just literally hitting the turbo button and flying through it. It's refreshing to see because there is a, again, a ton of talent here and you know, it's look. It's going to get weird over the years as far as to who gets paid, who wants to get paid, who's satisfied, who's not satisfied, and even a late one where David Ajoku, you know, does everything you ask of him, doesn't really get an opportunity. But you want to know what? Hey, here's one we really don't need. But you want to know what? You've been working your ass off for so many weeks. We're going to call it for you here, and you get the Chiefs land in Cincinnati for you got one in twenty one, you got one in twenty. You got one in 18. And it's just so great to see because there's so many players here on the offensive side of the ball with a ton of personality, a ton of work ethic, a ton of stick to itness, And these are the guys that Pete deserve their, you know, the reaps, the rewards, all this nonsense.
0: Yeah, I mean, David DeJoku in this game was pretty uh critical in terms of what they were trying to do with their formations and how uncomfortable it made the Bengals. Um, they did a lot of stuff for like, they'd have him uh, sort of on the line with somebody like Anthony Schwartz outside of him. And on, on one occasion, they had Harrison Bryant uh, to the boundary, to the, the same side as those two. And the Bengals' basically defense basically freaked out uh, and called the timeout immediately. Uh, that was the type of stuff they were doing that sort of led to the 70-yard run for him. Nick Chubb, I think the Bengals were sort of over-worried about some of the things the Browns were doing with their uh, alignments, and it sort of took their eye off the ball with some of these other things. And that seemed to be a consistent issue. There were times where they caught them misaligned with some of their uh, basically motion and then trade type stuff. Uh, But, yeah, I mean, David Njoku did a great job all game long in terms of putting pressure on the defense and blocking and stuff. And they come back and throw the touchdown to him, which is him against basically a slot corner, which – you know, it should be easy anyway, but he used his body real well. Baker Mayfield put a nice ball on him. Um, and that's how it should sort of go. And you're you're hoping to keep building on that. Uh you're seeing guys just make plays and there's no more hey, look, if you if you score 41 points, even if seven of it was on defense, you're not you're not gonna get a ton of complaints. But there's no more well, what about Odell and why you know, somebody gets the ball here and well, what if Odell would have gotten it or what, why didn't he get it or whatever? Instead, we're not that, – that conversation's gone. Um, you're just worried about moving the ball and getting progress and being effective on offense, and there's certain times uh, that they weren't. But for the most part, they were pretty comfortable in moving the ball. They were able to put pressure on the Bengals who didn't really respond to it real well. Uh, they created a number of explosive plays, which is something that they need to c- continue to do. Uh, and overall, you know Baker Mayfield got hit a couple times, but he was relatively comfortable in the pocket. He was relatively unscathed, uh, and that certainly made a big difference. Uh, I think the Browns' offensive line won the day. Uh, certainly, I think the I think the Browns basically won on both sides of the ball in the trenches overall, and I think that was a big key to it. Um, and and that's a largely the difference between this game and. And last week, the Browns were beaten on both sides of the ball in that regard. Uh, so th- if they can keep that going, it certainly makes life easier. If not, then they're going to have to make some other adjustments. But ultimately, it comes down to find the guy who's open, get him the ball, and let them produce.
1: And that was the thing today. If you didn't see it, I don't know how you didn't see it. But Baker, with every drop, you know, foot planted for the most part, seeing it, getting rid of it. And you saw the you know diversity within the passing game, the diversity within the production, the diversity within the targets. Everybody, if you were open, you got your opportunity. And this is where, you know, Baker Mayfield is at. It's not about featuring one guy. It's not an Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams thing. It is more of a, you know, I will take my drops. I'll go through my progressions as fast as I can. I'll find the open guy and we're gonna get it done. And it was refreshing to see because I think we all know in our heart of hearts, this is the player that Baker Mayfield is. We're going to get to the defensive side of the ball here and a great effort from them today. We're going to get some thoughts here, general, just from the game plan. We'll get some thoughts here from Pete, who was obviously in the house in Cincinnati today. All that coming here. Victory Monday unlocked on, on Browns. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friends log in for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all of that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream and brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before. You can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV. Stream. You can learn more at DirecTV.com. That's DirecTV.com. Compatible devices required. Content varies by package. Pete, the defensive side of the ball, and there's a couple of things I I really want to focus on here. One is I think Greg Newsom is going to be an absolute freaking star. We've talked about him in weeks past with his recover ability as far as being a corner. But now you're starting to see the feisty hands. And even though I've given up the window of opportunity, I'm going to get my hand in there to disrupt a completion. And the other thing is, Pete, we took a lot of heat. And look, Jamar Chase, there's no way around this. He's going to be a star in this league. But I know from your vantage point, from my vantage point, it was, do you have enough on this offensive line where you have to face the Cleveland Browns twice a year? Can you stop them from ruining Joe Burrow's day? And five sacks today, numerous, numerous hits on your quarterback. And for Joe Woods, and I mean, Troy Hill, for Hill, I mean, a slot cornerback with three sacks and a forced fumble, We're talking about a guy who's most likely should be AFC defensive player of the week, which seems crazy to even say about. But they're starting to come together on the defensive side of the ball and their strengths. But, Pete, things we have talked about, you know, whether, you know, the Bengals pass rush – I mean, sorry, Bengals O-line, as far as their pass blocking, was this good enough to compete with the best teams in the AFC? And Greg Newsom, Pete, he's got it all. And he may be right now. Already, and we talked about this again. The Browns' best cornerback. Um, yeah, the the Browns. I think the Browns secondary
0: had their best game of the year, both in terms of just how they're playing the ball, but as well, they they avoided mental mistakes um, that have plagued them in the past. I, I, there were no coverage breakdowns, which is big, and they were patient. They didn't try to jump anything uh, that wasn't sort of there, and. They just sort of trusted their technique and and, and played the ball. And, you know, Greg Newsom made a couple of big plays. One of those, you know, Bro got flushed to the right and he and he got the ball out there to try to let uh Jamar Chase go get it. Hung it up there a little too long and Greg Newsom was able to track it down and poke it away. Uh he had phenomenal timing in that regard. He made a number of big plays. Uh and and Jamar Chase Who's really impressive as a talent had a difficult day overall. Uh, I think he ended up with 49 yards, but he had to work uh, very hard for them. And the Browns were able to cause some problems throughout. Uh, John Johnson the third was fantastic in the game as well. Yep, yep. Uh, and it worked really well. The back end worked really well at the front end. The Browns were able to dominate the line of scrimmage for the most part. Um, you know, they, 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 you saw all kinds of pressure on, on Burrow, uh, who who took a beating even when he wasn't getting sacked. He was he was getting whacked. Uh, yep. The name the, the the game really started with the Browns limiting the running game as much as they did. Joe Mixon historically has done really well against the Browns. Uh, they took away a lot of that and made you know put them in a lot of obvious passing situations and that is exactly where the Browns want to be. Uh, miles Garrett was dominant despite all the holding, uh, that Jonah Williams was trying to do despite
1: occasionally, I mean the double hold the picture I put on Twitter, where it literally looked like two children hugging their dad on Christmas day, but go ahead. Uh, and he still
0: was, was killing people up there. Uh, Jadevian Clowney continues to be problematic, uh, even though he's not healthy. um, you know, I, I wish we could have seen more from Takeris McKinley uh, in that game, but they, they used a lot of Efedi Uh Who is interesting? Well, tax Groin,
1: little- I know you were there, but Tax Groin flared up, and, it, like, it was very, very limited what they could get out of him. But Adenabo looks certainly looks solid.
0: Yeah, he had, he had some uh, – he was one of the guys that got called for offsides. But he's active. He gets off the ball and, and get, gets going. He's just not – Miles Garrett or Devin Clowney—I know that's a huge surprise—but uh, the the Browns just uh, this was the whole issue with could the could the Bengals hold up against this type of opponent? And the answer is no. Um, it doesn't make Jamar Chase a bad player; he's phenomenal. But it does beg the question: at, at how long can you survive doing it this way? And I don't know how many times Joe Burrow got hit, uh, but it was a ton. He got sacked a number of times. Troy Hill was like practically a three sacks. Um, they kept hitting him and hitting him and they got, you know, there were a couple, uh, almost pity flags. It seemed like in regards to how they were hitting him, but that was what they wanted to do. And he, you know, ultimately they were forcing passes to Jamar chase, uh, and that the Browns punished him for it. Um, obviously they, the Denzel Ward had the huge pick six, uh, which, was a massive opportunity for the Browns. You know, the Browns were basically off the field, if not for a, an offsides call, and then they come back with that play, uh, which sort of put the Bengals on their heels a little bit. They they were able to move the ball. They had 24 first downs, but they, uh, they had trouble uh, in – both once they got across the 50, the, the Bengals had a lot of issues and the Browns were able to get them off the field quite a bit. They forced several turnovers uh, and, and defensively for all the stuff people want to complain about with what they did. Um, I, I don't think the game plan was all that special. They didn't blitz very much. They did a couple very uh, select ones that were effective, like Troy Hill off the edge on that under play action play where he got him like down for 11 yards. But for the most part, it was they were sending four guys, and four guys was plenty, and the DBs were covering. So you're trying to take advantage of some of the, the linebacker stuff, which they did. Uh, but overall, that is pretty much exactly how the Browns want to be able to play defense, which is basically trusting in the guys that that are getting sizable amounts of money and investment. And when they get uh, Jeremiah Wusukoromoa back in maybe a couple weeks, it's probably gonna be one of those Ravens games where there's the first one or the second one. Then that becomes sort of one more guy who can help out with this team. Um that that that's where they want to be, where guys aren't coming back because they desperately need them, but can just
1: add to what they're already doing. Um, and you know, still another name that could be part of that is Jacob Phillips as well, where you're just taking this team to yet yeah, you know more fast, more aggressive, just more tenacious. And but it was a good day. I mean, the Browns all all around they needed this. The Browns' defense certainly needed this. And for Pete, this is one week where we're not talking about this Browns' defense, where it was you know basically kicking over you know a midget, kicking over a you know somebody that was inferior to them. This Bengals' offense had been really, really legitimate up until this point, and Joe Burrow had two touchdowns. And if you didn't listen to the game today. And if you're watching, I mean, Tony Romo certainly told you about how good the Cincinnati Bengals offense was. Joe Burrow, two touchdowns, minimal every game up to this point today, zero. Yeah, look,
0: Joe Burrow is a really impressive talent.
1: Oh, and uh, we're going to deal with this for about a decade, minimal. But yes, go ahead.
0: But but he's far from infallible, and the Browns were able to – not only put pressure on him, but make him make some decisions that were questionable, uh, including the the plays that led to interceptions. Um, He, the the Bengals have a lot of talent in terms of their receiving options. And you don't always think you wouldn't always think it based on how they throw the, their their passes. And I don't know how much of that is Zach Taylor versus burrow. I assume a lot of that is Zach Taylor, but Mm -hmm. T Higgins had like a pretty good day, but like, Tyler Boyd was nowhere to be found. I don't did he play? One catch in the fourth quarter. U- Uzama's good and he didn't get a ton of ton of run. Um they 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 got some cheap easy ones to 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 mix in in the flat because he was uncovered. Uh but overall it just feels like so much of their offense is either Jamar Chase is really really impressive or the Bengals offense isn't that good and the Browns frustrated Jamar chase and they really didn't have enough of a counter punch with that. So as good as burrow can be, and he made some great throws and the Browns made some great plays on some great throws. um He's not at a point where he can just carry the team by himself. They they need more blocking and they need to be more, a little, a little more diversified in in the types of, uh, ways they utilize their weaponry because they have more than enough guys and, and it doesn't come off that way.
1: And it certainly looked for a team that has played really well up until this point. Um, It certainly looked like they were a team that met their match today, the Bengals offense against the Browns defense. And, you know, we've tried to say that we, you know, how much respect we have, we think for the talent, the coaching, and, you know, certainly at times it's not been there. Um, You hope that this is maybe a step towards continuing this and, you know, with Baker being injured, you know, and it not being all of himself, you need everybody to give that little bit more. And, you know, that's what you're kind of you know hoping for, praying for here as the Browns now go, you know, into a stretch run here, New England next week, Detroit next week, maybe pound out a couple more wins here. The AFC doesn't seem like anybody really wants to take charge of this conference. See how it plays out. Victory Monday continues to roll on. Sports Illustrated's Pete Smith along for the ride on your victory Monday. Locked on browns. If you haven't tried a Bill Bar by now, you are missing out. They say it is a protein bar, but it does not taste like one. You have to try one of these amazing bars yourself to believe it. Most protein bars are chalky or waxy or just plain hard to choke down. A Bill Bar is soft, covered in 100% real chocolate. And when you bite into it, you know you're going into something different. It's more of an experience. One that you'll enjoy, in fact, each swear you're eating candy bar. Bilt Bars are low-carb, low-calorie, low-fat, low-sugar, and high in protein. So all the healthy benefits on top of just being purely delicious. So many flavors. Another great thing about the Bilt Bar, well, there are so many mouth flavors, including coconut, raspberry, mint brownie, coconut almond, salted caramel, double chocolate, and cherry barcia. This month, Built is coming out with new limited flavors every three to four days. So check their website often. You do not want to miss out. Go to Built.com. Use promo code Locked fifteen and get fifteen percent off your order. Again, promo code Locked fifteen for fifteen percent off at BuiltBar.com. We are back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of the basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code on all caps, no space, to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet Online where the game starts. Pete, before we start to close this out, you were in the house today, and it was, I mean, if you anybody wants to look up the video from Donovan Peoples Jones touchdown. Other than wearing white, Pete. It really, really felt like this game was played in Cleveland. Uh, I th- I think the fan breakdown
0: is about fifty fifty. Um, the Brown, you know, the whatever it was. Um, the 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 Bengals fans tried to be vocal to like boo the Browns coming out and stuff. And after after a little bit, they got pretty pretty disappointed in what was happening. So yeah, the Browns sort of took over. Uh, but yeah, like there were a lot, you know, this was a, a a big play extravaganza for the Browns between Donovan Peoples-Jones going for 60 plus. The other catch he had before he got whacked out of bounds, uh, Denzel Ward uh, pick six, Nick Chubb going 70 plus. Um, just a lot of big, big time play, both, you know, the number of interceptions and the fumble recovery. Uh, There's just a lot of big time plays. So um, both exciting for the Browns fans that were there and then deflating for the Bengals fans that were there. So yeah, it it quickly became a situation where uh, the Browns sort of took over uh, that stadium and, and it did have a home atmosphere, although yeah, obviously the play is going to dictate that, but you know, a more supportive home atmosphere than they've had uh, for the past few weeks. So Again, playing well is always going to make that better. But uh, a lot of, you know, a lot of that was people just cheering to sort of make sure that the Browns knew they were there type thing. And that, you know, I'm not going to get into the whole psychology of fan fans cheering and stuff, but it just wasn't um, that sense where you're like – where the Browns have been in certain times where the, 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 there's almost like home fans getting ready to be pissed off uh, because the Browns are, aren't doing A, B, and C, and in this case, uh, people just wanted to see them win, and they ultimately got it.
1: And I think that was part of the thing of this week is is maybe this game. And granted, you know, Cincinnati is not that far from Cleveland, obviously, as far as where the Browns travel. But it was having this game and you know the transition that was going on with everything that went on this week, and not necessarily playing because God knows if anything minuscule would have went on. Within, if this were a home game, God knows where the fan base would have went. But it was – but just getting out there. And it was so – everything just seemed like it was one on top of the other. And everything just like – as far as just, you know, stacking things together as far as positives. And, you know, you have New England next week, another game on the road. And we'll see how this works out. And, you know, the fact of Miles Garrett against, you know, McCorkle uh, Jones – We'll see how that plays out. It doesn't seem to be the greatest scenarios in the world. But Pete, you you saw today, and there was just an absolute difference in number six. And I'm not sure that, you know, maybe the broken bone is healing, but the, the confidence level, the decisiveness, and knowing what he wanted to do with the ball, it just seemed different. And I don't think he's much healthier than he was one week ago, but you saw a lot of that. And there's still, you know, whether, you know, when, JOK comes back, when Kareem Hunt comes back, more, you know, know, weapons to the arsenal, so to speak. But you just saw a different guy here. And, you know, and Baker and, you know, kind of got his little shrug in. And Kevin Stefanski kind of maybe got his little shrug in in post game pressers today. And, you know, if that was their faded fleet, and that's all they'll do, because that's just the way they're wired, their attempt at it, of a situation of, you know, we're okay with what we have, and maybe we're better than, you know, just that one person. You saw it all come together today, and look, this team needed this. And if it was a sixteen to fifteen game, it's it wouldn't have changed a damn thing because they needed it. But the fact that they all came together, and this was just an absolute drubbing at forty-one to sixteen, this team needed this win. But the fact that it was the way they wanted today. Maybe it's like you know, almost a B12 shot to everybody in that building that you know, what we're all doing this the right way, and maybe some things didn't work out, you know, the way we had them planned in some of these earlier weeks. But let's go, we're five and four here now. There's no way this conference is running away from us. Let's go, keep towing the line, keep showing up every day. We're going to get there.
0: Well, I think this, you know, up until he whacked his knee. Uh, I think this is probably the healthiest Baker has been since he tore his labor room um he had
1: also you know, again, the, he yeah he uh
0: that was a fun combo by the way but kind he uh obviously had the week where he didn't play after he broke his humerus and then he didn't get really hit much against the Steelers, and he got hit, but I don't know if any of that had any meaningful impact on his shoulder. Uh, so, I mean, he's been doing all this stuff to try to strengthen the, the muscles around his shoulder to sort of make his shoulder more stable. And I think in this game, it seemed like it was better in that regard. I could be wrong. Maybe it was just a different thing or he just wasn't thinking about it, but it seemed like he was better in that regard. But yeah, look, I think, um, this is certainly a game he wanted, certainly a game he wanted to play well in, um. But he didn't force it. He just, he played well. He made some really great throws and some good decisions, but I mean, in, in some ways, if that's what's going to help him sort of do less then so be it. He doesn't, you know, he, he, he certainly had a major impact on the game, even though he threw for barely 200 yards. That's more of a product of the score uh, and not needing it as opposed to, um, you know, not being a big factor, but it didn't feel like he was forcing it and made some spectacular throws. Uh, and that's where he needs to be, where, where he gets himself in trouble is when he tries to do more than he should, bets on his legs, tries to make some plays he has no business extending, and gets into those bad habits. If he can continue playing like this, then whether it's a Beckham factor or just weird uh, coincidence, then he can hopefully break into the same uh, type of great second half of the last year. Both times um, he was able to play well against the Bengals. Obviously, he didn't play quite as well uh, this time around because the, the Bengals didn't score any points. He didn't need a game-winning touchdown pass. Uh, but in general, just this is sort of the mode he can be in, where he can be himself, play within himself, and and be really, really good. And at that point, who cares if people give him, you know, if, if people give him enough credit or not, so long as he's producing
1: and the team is winning? And that's the thing. It, it's not going to be a thing where it's, you know, 350, 400, week in, week out, prime Mahomes, prime Rogers. And look, wherever his contract ends up, I don't think anybody truly cares. It's about the overall success of this team. And I truly believe that Baker believes that. Maybe there was, you know, somebody who didn't, as far as their own stamp or whatever, put into this. Go out there, just get it done. I mean, you got to play a million of these, and you got to find a way to just get it done. And you, uh, obviously, ultimately, you want to win a hell of a lot more than you lose. And you, you went out there today, and on offense, it could have been a lot cleaner, could have been a lot crisper, sure, but you still put up forty-one. With the aid, of course, of the pick six by Denzel Ward, um, I felt like he was running for a country mile. For God's sakes, on that interception return, two interception returns in his career, both against the Cincinnati Bengals. Interesting enough, one that um, the first one, Pete was not here for the post game show on that. That was a Streetsboro wrap up, um, and to you know Pete and all, all the kids over at the Streetsboro program, obviously another great year. Obviously didn't end the way we wanted it to. Um, you know, sometimes, you know, the breaks beat the boys, so to speak. Um, But this is what it's about. You want to go out there every day, give your best effort, and have everybody in unison. And that's what – and within just a three-, four-day period, that's what it feels like. And it feels very, very similar to last year, you know, when he went down against the Bengals. And for me, going into this game, it kind of felt very similar to going into – the Steelers playoff game last year where you know uh, the chips are down and things aren't working right. And, oh, my God, the coach is out. Joe Batonio is out, and you want to know it. You start to believe in the structure of this organization now, whether it's the front office, whether it's the coaching staff, whether it's the roster. Everybody believes that if we all stick together and I got you, you got me, it's going to get done, And the, which leads to a lovely Victory Monday, an absolute beatdown. Of the Bengals, getting nasty in the natty, all that good stuff. He is Pete Smith. Browns Digest, SportsIllustrated.com. I cannot say enough good thing about uh, good things about what Pete and his team do over there. Um, I cannot say enough good things about for for Pete's sake the podcast. Um, you know, Pete and Nicole they do a fantastic job. I'm sure it's going to be epic this week. I'm sure Nicole's going to be fired up. I'm sure Pete's going to be fired up. So make sure you're checking that out. We're going to give you another great week of Lockdown Browns coverage here. PFF, and we'll get to, you know, uh, you know, under the lens, all of this stuff, you know, on second watch. Just a great, great week for this team. They really, really needed it with the transition they had to make, the decision they had to make. Whether that was right, whether that was wrong, who cares? You know there are players in this building who are capable and willing and ready to step up and take the next notch. Make sure you're following at underscore Pete Smith underscore. Show itself at On Browns. Follow back account. DMs are always open. Uh, me personally, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. DMs are open. Ideas, questions, whatever. You just want to talk. You guys know I'm available here for that. Um, again, for you know, whatever podcast platform you subscribe to or you you know, use for your daily, locked on browns there for you day in, day out. Cannot appreciate you. And enough. And of course, always free. Victory Monday, Browns go into Cincinnati and tell the Bengals hey, it may be a nice run for you. You may be stepping up, you may be getting better, but maybe you're not there yet. And hey, we're all cool with that, Browns. Last, this has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. LGB on the LOB. Let's go.